0: Hey guys, today is Good Friday and welcome to Episode 9 of Unboxing Catholicism. Today, we will unbox the Crucifix. Do Catholics crucify Jesus repeatedly by putting His body on our crosses? Everyone has something to say about the Catholic Church, but very few really know its teachings. Join me as we uncover the truths and the lies about Catholic faith and spirituality. Let us discover the real beauty of this church established by Jesus. I am Burns Okaasi, a former anti-Catholic Protestant. Welcome to Unboxing Catholicism. Our topic is very timely today because we would notice, if we will tune into our online Masses or Masses on TV, that at 3 p.m. today, there will be a part in the Mass where the veneration of the Cross will be done. And as a Protestant before, I was really, really uncomfortable with that because I was taught by our Church leaders and pastors before that Catholics always re-crucify Christ by putting His body on the crucifix and sacrificing Him again at the Mass, the one of the Mass, we will discuss that in another episode. But for today, we would unbox the reality behind why Catholic crucifixes have Corpus Christi or the body of Christ. So as I said, I was told that Catholics crucify Jesus again because even though He is risen already, Catholics would still love to put His body on the cross. So, for this reason, non Catholic Christian communities have crosses in their churches, but you would never see the corpus or the body of Christ rep- or the representation of Christ's bodies on it. So, when I entered college, things started turning out differently through the silent and faithful witnesses of many Catholics in my university, the University of Asia in the Pacific, and my study of Church's teaching in Church history, you know, study of Church history is very important for all of us Christians. With all of this, I slowly regained my respect for Catholics and gradually realized how its teachings are sensible and most surprising of all, biblical. So in today's episode, I want to share with you three things that would we could reflect on regarding the crucifix, especially now it's very timely, it's Holy Week. So let's begin our reflection and our conversation by looking at the meaning of the cross. You know when we see the cross we remember death, punishment, darkness, damnation. The most excruciating punishment for the worst criminal in the ancient Roman world. That's why isn't it ironic that it would be also it would also be Christianity's symbol of life, liberation and love. So how come this cursed wood brings a message to humanity today that is very, very far from how the ancient world viewed it? The reason, guys, lies in one man, the greatest one who was ever tormented on that tree. You know, the Gospels would refer to the cross as the tree. And who is that man? Well, he is not just a man. He is both God and man, Jesus Christ. So our Lord was not the first and only one to experience the pain of that morbid execution. He was not the first and only one who was humiliated with indescribable nakedness and defilement, but among the thousands who have been nailed on that wood, Christ was the first one who changed how the cross will be seen by humanity forever. That crucifixion that we commemorate today is one that is very very special. Through His death, the death of Christ, we find life. Through His sufferings, we find peace. And indeed, as it was written, He was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes, or wounds, we are healed. That beautiful passage can be found at Isaiah 53.5. So my friends, let's just imagine the Lord crucified. See the nails that drove through the hands of our Savior, which didn't mean pain anymore, but signifies our freedom from the prison of sin. The wood that was stained by the innocent blood of the Lamb ceased to speak of unutterable hate and sorrow, but only of love and eternal joy. When for hundreds of years, and this is something Very, very interesting, and I hope we would see this in our imagination. When for hundreds of years the cross was the gateway to death, today, Good Friday, Christ made the cross the door of life, a passageway to heaven that united once again man to the Father. Of course, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14.6 tells us that. But Christ is the way, the truth, and the life because He was crucified. You know, I've read somewhere, perhaps from Scott Han, he says that the Son of God paid the debt that He didn't owe because because we couldn't pay the debt that we owe. And one of the church fathers said that the Son of God died so that we become sons of God. jesus lived to die so that we could live that's why he is our life he is the way he is the truth in our salvation so when our friends ask us why do you have jesus on the crucifix well we say it's not because we are crucifying him again it's because the cross would only have meaning if christ is on that cross but of course, Catholics believe that Christ is reason. You know, it's like a photograph of the crucifixion. And we hold this dear. We venerate the cross. We hold it with affection. Because we remember. And we make present again now. We imagine ourselves being on Calvary, seeing our Lord crucified, remembering our own wretchedness and sin, and even telling our Lord, Lord, if only I could be crucified on your behalf. Lord, Thank you for your life. Thank you for your sacrifice. Now it is my turn to carry my cross. So that's the first part of our reflection. And then the second, the has something to do with the meaning of our sufferings. Many non-Catholic Christians, like myself before, believe that in the Holy Mass, the priest kills Christ again and therefore desecrates God's sacrifice, which was once and for all, as Hebrews 10.10 10 tells us. By redoing Christ's death, We we say we Catholics are supposedly saying or allegedly saying that his Christ, the sacrifice of Christ, is unfinished and unworthy. Of course, this is a sad misinterpretation of Catholic teaching because the church has always affirmed that Christ's sacrifice was already sufficient to save humanity. Now, why do we keep the wounded body of Christ on the cross if his sacrifice was already finished, worthy, and sufficient? Well, we keep the wounded body of Christ on the crucifix, not because we want to crucify Him repeatedly, but we always want to remember His passion and death for mankind, the greatest expression of His divine love. As it was written in John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. So now, my friends, the cross became significant Only through Christ Jesus, our God. This is the reason why we, as a church and as a family of God, remember the passion and death of the Lord by venerating the cross of Christ. And this is not an act of idolatry. I've written this on my blog. You can check it out. You can Google it. Why I asked my mom to burn the statues of the saints. And the three things I learned from it. You can Google burnscassie.com together with the title. You'd see my article that explains that. And I will also make a, another podcast episode specifically for that topic. But for now, let's go back to the crucifix. As we contemplate on the body of Christ on that cross, we remember our personal struggles, our sufferings, our pains. And this is more, much more profound now that we are experiencing a global health crisis. A lot of people are dying. A lot of people are suffering. And all the more, the cross of Christ becomes an image of refuge for us. Because seeing that our Lord endured and became victorious over evil and death, gives us hope and a peace that surpasses all understanding, as Philippians 4.7 Philippians 4, tells us. Now, when we see His wounds, we remember His pain and realize His love. When we see his bruises, we recall his falls while on his way to Calvary. When we look at his eyes, we hear once again his gentle invitation. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So in other words, the crucifix with Christ on it reflects the suffering of humanity But this suffering is not in vain because this is the kind of suffering that saves. I don't know if you're familiar with the Christian principle of redemptive suffering. That Jesus Christ's suffering has saved us. His death saves us. And at the same time, on our little own ways, when we carry our crosses, and this is what carrying our crosses mean, our little irritations of each day, all our crosses... All our pains, if we united with the cross of Christ, then they cease to become painful. They cease to become excruciating suffering. They become for us a participation in the suffering of our Lord. And now, my friends, on the third the third reflection that we would want to to meditate on is what Saint Paul said in the in his letters that we preach a crucified Christ. What does that mean? So indeed, Jesus, through his Apostle Paul, taught us to remember the Christ crucified. St. Paul tells us, We, for our part, preach a crucified Christ. To the Jews, indeed a stumbling block, and the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You can review that in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 23 to 25. And it is interesting that St. Paul says, We, for our part, preach a crucified Christ. Now elsewhere, Apostle Paul also tells us, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with pretentious speech or wisdom, Announcing unto you the witness of Christ, the witness to Christ. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's in First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. So we see the emphasis of the emphasis of the Apostle Paul on Christ crucified, but it doesn't mean that we are teaching that he is still crucified. So Elsewhere, you would see St. Paul is also joyful at the fact that Christ is risen. And we Catholics also do that. We rejoice in the upcoming resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday. But for us Catholics, the cross of God, which represents both our struggles and our salvation, can only be meaningful when in union with Christ. The crucified Jesus in our altars invites us all to see everything in light of the passion of our Lord. It invites us all to embrace the life of Christ, lived in complete obedience to the will of the Father, even unto death on the cross. We read that beautiful passage in Philippians 2.8. And most of all, my friends, the cross, the crucifix with Jesus' body on it invites us all to reflect on the true meaning of mercy and love, which Christ so selflessly poured out for the entire humanity to freely receive. So my friends, my Catholic friends, the next time you make the sign of the cross, it's not just a tradition, it is a declaration. When you say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We remember the crucifix. We remember Jesus who redeems us through the cross. We remember our King whose throne is on the cross. Of course, His throne is in heaven. But don't be lost by the metaphors. Don't be lost by the poetic language of our pious prayers. Jesus is reason. Jesus is in heaven. His throne is there in the new Jerusalem that awaits us in heaven. But Jesus was on the cross. And that cross, if there were only photographs or if there were only cameras on that day, I'm sure a lot of people would have taken selfies. Although it's not appropriate to take a selfie with a dead body. But a lot of people might have, you know, t- t- taken pictures of this crucifixion because it's a significant part of our history. And that's why we want to remember it. Because through that cross, our salvation has been open for us. The gate of heaven has been open for us in its bridge by Christ's death. It's because of His cross. It's because of His sufferings. So the next time, our Protestant and non-Catholic friends ask us, Why do you have Jesus on the cross? Isn't it that He is reason already? You know now how to answer. My dear friends, may you have a blessed Good Friday. And if you have thoughts, suggestions, and questions about this episode, because of course we don't have all the time to go to the intricate details of all the biblical references and all the explanation here. But of course, we can always discuss your concerns in our next episodes. I'm happy that a lot of people are messaging me asking me questions, giving me reviews. Thank you so much for that. It reassures us that our show is helping some people in their walk with Christ. And because of that, my friends, I'm already thinking of coming up with a video series series, and a course that can help us Catholics and Christians to understand more different aspects of our faith. And I would open this very soon. I'm not just sure when, but I will open that this quarter or this year and I'm inviting you who are listening to me now to reserve your slot earlier by signing up at www.burnskasi.com and still the same if you want to send us audio messages that we can feature in our show the audio messages can have your thoughts your insights or your questions just go to Anchor. And just download the Anchor podcasting app and search for Unboxing Catholicism. And there you could send me an audio message that I can include in the next episodes. Thank you so much, my friends. And please do continue pray for me as I continue praying for you, my listeners. God bless. Hey guys, Burns here. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of Unboxing Catholicism. I hope it blessed you and helped you get more interested in learning more about our faith in Jesus. And at this point, I'd like to tell you about something really important. Did you know that you are an essential part of this mission we're doing in the show? Since I launched my blog, my YouTube channel, and this podcast, a lot of people from the Philippines and surprisingly from other countries have reached out to me to ask questions and share how our content helped them in rediscovering their faith in Jesus in the Catholic Church. Many gave long and heartwarming messages, while some simply said, Thank you so much in helping me with my confusion. And guys, I'm just seeing a lot of possibilities here. We don't know yet how many more people we can help. And you, the one who's listening now, And also help us produce more free content for the benefit of others who are soul-searching. You can make a difference with your generous support. To learn more how you can do this, please visit our Patreon site. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at www.patreon.com slash unboxingcatholicism. You can also click the link which you can find in today's episode description. Guys... Thank you so much for being God's greatest blessing for the lives of the people who are thinking of becoming Catholic or learning more about the Catholic faith. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Learn more about our Catholic faith and explain it clearly without being preachy by signing up at burnscassy.com. Join us again tomorrow as we continue unboxing Catholicism.